Jamie Foxx, gnarly as fuck. Kevin Spacey, dumb as fuck. Is that controversial? Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Film Fumblers podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Baby Driver, a heist drama that was directed by Edgar Wright and was released in 2017. So without further ado, enjoy! So let's get into this movie. Let's, uh, let's talk okay. about it. We do like opening thoughts, maybe. Um. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, it's a it's a heist movie with fast cars. You know, pretty girls, action scenes. You know, which what are you guys' thoughts? Great music, excellent oh, yeah. timing, amazing timing. If there's something that Edgar Wright is good at, it's timing. And it's like when he's good at it, he's like f- way beyond the next best person. He's like that good. Yeah, the use of sound in this movie is like some of the craziest, like coolest shit I've ever seen. It's so amazing. And I didn't even like I saw the name Edgar Wright and I was like, I didn't see Simon Pegg once. How is this an Edgar Wright movie? But <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my god. And he's not in Scott Pilgrim either, so That's true. Uh disclaimer, I this is my second time seeing it. I think I'm the only one who ever saw this movie before. Am I am I wrong? You're right. You're correct. No, I, I, I saw this movie before. Um, oh, you saw this movie before. Yeah. Yeah, um, second time uh, as well. So, so that I guess I'm talking straight to you. What did you think second time through? I, I think I, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time I saw it through. Uh, I think it might have been that I was looking for more details, more right. things that uh, stood out to me, things that I just wanted to kind of piece together and connect what about you yeah um i agree i mean i think so the first time watching it through you're kind of like just gathering the story and everything and then on my second watch i was really paying a lot of attention to like the the like you like jay was saying the timing and like the just the editing and the sound and there is so much more there's so much to unwrap there that if you've only seen it once i would highly recommend watch it again Watch it with a good set of headphones and just really pick up on the sound in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Definitely look at just kind of all the little nuances and all the imagery that is just played out that I really want to get into later on tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let you guys take the floor if you want to just get into that first scene. Oh, man. What an opening scene. What is it? How long is it? It's like at least like five, six minutes or so. Even That's more. like seven minutes of just heist, oh, just dude. heist, heist, heist. Just a pleasure to watch, dude. Pure heist. WRX. Is that, <laughs> yeah. That's I think I think that's like our generation's like fucking wet dream getaway car. It's like so perfect, <laughs> red. I think only yellow might be the next color that's just like screams, I'm a fucking race car. Well, the WRX's <laughs> signature color is blue. So that's... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, their signature color is blue. But the red was... I mean, it's beautiful in red. I love black and red vehicles, so... Yeah, the red is just... It screams fast. It screams, I'm ready. And 
I, I just thought it was just so perfect. Just the perfect getaway car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I wasn't totally sure who was in this movie because I didn't really ever see much about it. People had told me to watch it, but I never like saw anything other than like Kevin Spacey was in it because all that shit happened with him. But the opening scene was so good for me, especially just because I didn't know when it like reveals, boom, you've got, what's his name? John Bernthal, fucking the Punisher, yeah, Walking Dead, all this crazy shit he's done. Uh, fucking John Hamm right behind him. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, this is going to be a great movie already. And then I didn't know really the other two, but I was like, okay, this is off to a great start. The music is going, like shit's getting real amazing right. opening. Uh, so I didn't know anything about this either, like how you were saying, Jay. I just knew he was just a good driver. That's like literally all I knew about this movie. And like that, the sound was important. So that first like scene, like or whatever, with the bank robbery and stuff, like it sets it up so well. I'm just like, all right, I know what this movie's about, like already, like in without like revealing too much. Like it was really good. Yeah, it it sets the tone really well. Like, um, for example, like the song Bell Bottoms, I'd never heard that before. But I like loved it. Like I was like tapping my foot to it right away. Like it just worked so well for for that scene. And something that like that I want to pick up on too for the tone of the movie was you notice that when um so like you just see the, you know the red car it's parked outside of a bank. You know the three people run in to rob the bank. And you notice that uh, baby pulls the car forward a little bit. Or no 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 he actually doesn't do that yet. Um, that's at a different one. He like looks, he watches uh, the three people performing the heist and then you can kind of see him like nervous, like uneasy and uncomfortable. And then he jumps right back into the music and he finds his, his piece there. So you know that music's like his, his crux, like the thing that he always turns to. Yeah. Can I actually say something about that? So the moment that he gets nervous, the music quiets and it, focuses on the noise of the robbery you can hear them talking to the people inside the building i don't know if that is actually a part of the song itself or whether they edited it to make it perfect that way but when he stores it gets uh uncomfortable with his his surroundings when when the music is quiet very 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 quiet uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah, or, that was intentional. What? For sure. Yeah. Do you think it was intentional or is that part of the song? Did anyone actually go? I listened to the, Yeah, no, I've listened to the song. I'm, I'm pretty but, sure. Did it, did, does it shut down like that? Does it get silent like that? Or, or was that a It might be a, an instrumental break, if anything. But yeah. they, they definitely quiet it down. Okay. Yeah, because it, it, yeah. that, that part held a ton of weight. It, it, just, it just brings in what's going on around without the music yeah i um so i actually had to watch the intro a couple times because i was i had it on and i realized i was like doing other things i was like okay i just want to fucking focus on this so i you know had to go back there a couple times but like the third time i realized shit like the windshield wipers were on beat and stuff and i was like wait i was kind of listening for it after that and I, my happiness level shot to like 25. It was just like, <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. 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 Same dude. Like, yeah. Right. When I noticed that, uh, all the like, uh, sound effects were going with the music. I was just like, all right, I'm paying attention to just that because this is really cool. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right in that opening scene too, you see how, um, 
just how smart baby is as a driver like the scene where uh he's on the interstate and he's coming up under a bridge and he sees two other red cars that look similar so he pulls right in between them to kind of like you know trick the helicopter that's watching him from above and then he like cuts one off so they change places and then he exits the exit the off ramp and uh just sneaks away into the uh into the parking garage and they just casually swap like so good yeah that was awesome perfect perfect every time the driving before that was fucking like insane. I was like, is this even possible? Like it probably like, I've never seen nothing <laughs> like that. And... Like when he goes in the alley and he almost turns all the way around when, like 180 degrees and then like flips back around like to avoid the trucks. So I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was like some of the best uh, car chase scenes that I've seen in a while. I'm, I'm not the biggest oh, yeah. on uh, like the Fast and the Furious movies or anything that I'm sure they have great car chase scenes but that was just i think it was like the first what, what was it i, I really want to know there's the first six seven minutes of at just least six car minutes. chase it's a long ass scene like yeah, just fucking balls to the walls fucking rubber burning you could smell it through the fucking yeah. tv screen <laughs> <laughs> and what i love what they did um when they were getting out of the car is you hear the police radio that says like a suspect is in a red WRX and like that's as they're getting out of the car swapping to the other car it's like oh that's yeah. perfect oh, dude. Okay. okay that's yeah. actually all the only dialogue in this whole scene too there's like no other spoken word is in that yeah, the other yeah. thing that is I that noticed, true there's no oh shits there's no there's no, no go babies there's no it's <laughs> maybe later on in the, oh, wow. in the movie that's the awesome. other thing i notice about them getting out of the car is every time they get out of a car, like every time or almost every time, they leave all the fucking doors open. Oh yeah, don't waste yep. no time, dude. It was bugging me so much. <laughs> I was like, aren't you just giving it away that this is the car? I mean, they well, just I mean, they already yeah, know, it, right? I mean, it's already they know, already but like they could be another too. red WRX and wherever well, they. Like he are. didn't have gloves or anything, so it's like, are there just fingerprints on the steering? Exactly, wheel? like it would just lead them to more clues quicker. I would think. I thought that too, yeah. But the first time they did it, I was like, yeah, okay. And then they kept doing it, and I was like, what the fuck? Close the goddamn doors. I think it's one of those things like cool guys don't look at explosions. You know, cool guys don't close their doors when they get out of the boat. I was about to just say that, yes. I think it's a little bit of just, oh, we're, we're, we're too badass for this shit. We've already, adrenaline is running high. Let's get the fuck out of here. Even though, even though, they don't really run to the cars that they're Common leaving collective. in. They're just kind of like, yeah. eh, see you guys later. Another day at the office. Actually, yeah. we this this that's another story for later right. on. But okay, so 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 the end of the car scene chase. Um, we see baby just kind of walking around downtown Atlanta. Did you guys know that the movie was set in Atlanta? Yeah. Did you oh guys yeah. Pick that I up? didn't notice that. Yeah. I Wikipedia uh, picked it up for me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's in urban Atlanta, uh, going around, kind of just uh, going to pick up some coffee, going to pick up some coffee before he goes and and meets up with uh, the rest of his heist members, just to kind of see what went down and everything. Yeah, is, is that right? Is that right? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot it, to unwrap with the um, with him walking to the to the coffee shop. It's it's actually I think it's 100% my favorite scene in the movie because it's it, very good. Yeah. Well, what it does is it shows how hard they worked on the editing for the music and the film in this in this movie. Like it's played to Harlem Shuffle. Um, and if you'll notice when you're watching it, the lyrics come up all of the time as graffiti, as, you know, writing on, on uh, light posts, writing on the oh, sidewalk. Yeah. Don't some people like to say it too, like some yeah. of the pedestrians. Yeah. The, the cop sirens go to it. The girl at the ATM, she's dee, 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 like she's pushing it right to the beat. All of it just that that was hands down my favorite scene. It just yeah, shows there's, how, I how think there's a work. point. There's a point where he's actually crossing the road and it says something about crossing the road or like going across the way, something yeah, like that. Like it's, it's, right, yeah. it's totally, it's totally good. And oh, the horns part, da, 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 da. just yeah. like the brass yeah. section <laughs> right there in, in the window. Yeah. How he, he so played, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was my favorite scene for sure. What I thought was great about this scene is that we just saw how badass he was at driving and now we see how terrible he is at walking. Like he's running into everybody. He's almost getting hit by cars. Like, you know, it's yeah. so clumsy and totally not what we just saw in his driving. Yeah. That's so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Do you do you think do you think there's anything else to say about that? Or is that is, is that is that stylistic? Is that I think is that an inconsistency? Is that an inconsistency? Because totally not. It, totally not. But don't you think that he should be in his um he should be in his swagger when he's listening to music, or or is it just that? So 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 is is the swagger of the music plus the driving one thing, whereas music isn't very much the thing. It's 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 the driving plus the music. It's not Here's just what I music. Think the scene is about. I think that music is totally his jam. If he's driving, he's got the music on. If he's walking, he's got the music on. He's not precise. Like, he's just kind of doing whatever he wants. But we get to see kind of the more real side of him that wants to just be this kind of, like, loosey-goosey, like, chilled-out dude. But when he gets behind the wheel, and because he all his work is, like, behind the wheel, he feels like he has to put up this kind of professional wall. Ah. He has to be sharp. He has to be on point. But yeah. in reality, he just wants to enjoy the music and like wander around. He wants to be a baby. He wants to be yeah, the baby. Yeah, he wants to be a <laughs> like kid. He doesn't he want to, to be fun. the driver. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Another interesting thing is uh, when he's he's finally in the uh, coffee shop and he like he takes off one of his headphones and you'll notice if you listen to this or if you listen if you watch this movie on headphones. You'll notice that anytime he takes out one of his headphones, you can still hear the music in the ear that he can, which is like such a cool touch. I loved that. Ah, um, uh, that's a great touch. Yeah. That's a great but, touch. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't listen to it on headphones. Oh, yeah. I, it's I'm so awesome. I'm regretting that now, now that, that I, now <laughs> so, that I know that. But. You know, he tells the barista, uh, you know, his name, Baby, and he's like, Baby? Yeah, B-I-B-Y, Baby. And B-I-B-Y. you'll notice while he's waiting for his coffee, it's the first time we see Deborah. She's walking down the street and he kind of sees her and he sees her walking up the street and then he leaves the coffee shop to kind of like see if she, he can still see her, but she's gone. She's, she's like singing, gone. walking. Yeah. There. It was yeah. Like a little, she has some headphones on too or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She's listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right. Yep. 
not a lot of women in this movie just just really the the two right i mean like the two main there's yeah, darling and, and then deborah yeah. um yeah pretty much so he goes he goes and he um he finally gets a coffee four black coffees he goes and meets up with um remind me the name remind me the name so uh with doc who's the main <laughs> the main uh, high stock oh, okay buddy who is john Hamm. doc buddy yeah darling who's isaac gonzalez darling and, then, um, and the punisher yes yeah uh great right. john griff uh, birth bernthal yeah yeah Right. Which I loved John Bernthal. He was only in the first, uh, in like that first scene. He doesn't come back, right? I don't think he. No. no. And yes. there's, so, a, there's a bit on that. But go there's ahead. There's a bit on that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just so great how he's, you know, he's kind of really skeptical about Baby. It's his first time working with Baby. And um, he's like, you know, he says like, what is, is he retarded? And then Doc replies, retarded means slow. Was he slow? And he's like, <laughs> no. And so that comes back a little later, but um, yeah. And, and John Bernthal comes up to him. He's the devil behind the wheel. His, yeah. takes one of his pairs of glasses and puts them on himself. Baby pulls out another pair of glasses, puts it on. John Bernthal slaps those, that pair of glasses off of his face. And later he pulls out a third pair. Like how oh, that was awesome. Yeah, was yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into, uh, Anzel Egort's acting right now. Um, shout out to him, New York Knicks fan, always front row, front row and center. So, <laughs> got love for the guy. Um, is he awkward or is he the most perfect fucking driver, action I think, star? I think both. Ever? Like, yeah, I think. He, does yeah, the way he act? Does the way he act and everything is is it's just like it's. Is it like too convincing or is it actually too bad? I feel like it I'm fits stuck, his character I'm, super well. I'm stuck between, yeah. So like I really like Jacqueline, my wife really hates the way he acts. She says, Oh, he's such a bad actor. And I'm like, but no, that's like his that's his thing. Like he's an awkward guy. Like he likes music, he likes driving fast. He's not meant for this lifestyle. Yeah, he never talks or anything. That's just how he is. Yeah. That's why they call him baby, because they're still waiting for his first words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so interesting. Right. I guess this is not related to anything, but it's related to Ansel Egort. Egort. Elgort? I don't know. Egort? Uh, he was, it was between him and, I forget his name, the other guy who played Han Solo in the movie Solo. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo, Ansel wow. would have been a good Solo. You know what's funny though? He has so he's a DJ, right? Like he actually makes music. Ansel, his oh, DJ really? name is An Solo, like A N. Ah! No, and he wow. was like, I kind of didn't want it because then I would have had to change my DJ name. Oh, <laughs> okay. So no, I was like, do you guys think he would have made a good Han Solo? Like I, don't I made, know if I could I see don't it. No, because I, I've never seen anything oh, else that he's in. So exactly, I I couldn't yeah. I couldn't tell you, but like. But like I was saying, it's like, is, was he too awkward for Baby Driver? I I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was perfect. Like yeah. So just yeah. basically, he's a fucking main character, dude. That's what's fucking crazy. Is like, yeah. he's a main character, but like, don't 
don't fucking downplay Kevin Spacey. That guy. Oh man. Oh yeah. Just carried his lines so much, dude. Every single line that he said was just butter, butter. Like not, not like a stutter in what he was saying. Not, not to say that anyone else stuttered in the movie or anything like that, but like it felt so real, even though they were obviously um, rehearsed lines. It felt like somebody would actually say that. It just has that <laughs> charisma and that swagger that he's, he's like a crime boss, but like, He's just a smart fucking crime boss. So like just the way he was talking, I don't know. Yeah. He 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 was incredible. It's too bad he's a molester, but Oh no. <laughs> That's another story. Oh yeah, see that was my appeal to um House of Cards, the other sh- the show that he's in. Like he's just so like just the way he talks and everything, it's like so mesmerizing. It's so good, like you were saying, like it's just so smooth. You just wanna hear this guy talk, I don't know. Yeah. So maybe, you know, Baby's or Ansel's character up against Kevin Spacey might seem like, wow, there's a big gap here. But I think Ansel was was good for the role because there wasn't a lot of talking with, you know, for him. And I think it made it a little bit more realistic. Like he he was like any of us. And I think I'm skipping ahead here, but um, his interactions with Deborah. (laughs) We're just like, they're kind of cringy, but it was just like, ah, shit. He's like kind of sly, but like, like it's you could see he's kind of uncomfortable. Maybe like that's kind of what I got from it. I don't know if you guys got those. Yeah, but like he's still kind of sly. You're like, god damn it, this guy's kind of sly. He's kind of awkward, like, but he still's got a little bit of swag with him. Yeah, definitely. That's why I thought he was great for the role. I but you know. It skews your view of him, and if you think about like, oh, what you know, what could he do as um, who for Han Solo? Like, what could he do? You kind of don't really know if you haven't seen him in anything else. Right. If all you see him play as baby, it's like, well, I don't know. It's like kind of an awkward role. Yeah. but he was great at it. The thing I thought of in that is just the looks. I was like, yeah, he looks like really young. He looks so young. So I don't know how that. Yeah, went. just from looks alone is all. Right. That's true. Maybe with the hair, you know, you never know. And and he's like a teeny bopper star, like his other major uh casts are Fault in Our Stars, which is about a I believe uh two cancer patients that are both clinically ill and they fall in love and it's sad and you die, they both die or something. <laughs> die. And then he's and then he's in the Divergent series, which is like another fucking Hunger Games or something, right? Some kind of bullshit like yeah. that. Yeah, so those are like super teeny bopper like movies. So this might be like pretty good for for someone that's like been pigeonholed into these kind of girly romance or like teeny bopper throwaway movies. You know what I mean? So and like, he's still growing up I'm, too. So yeah, well, he's still growing up. He's our age. <laughs> He's five. Did you? To where he doesn't have to do those movies. Yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to him. I'm sorry. I think I got us on a different uh, sect here. No, you're good. Yeah, a little bit of a tangent. 
but I just thought I had to mention him right away because because he's he's right there in the beginning. He's just right there in the beginning. Like even his just him talking to the coffee coffee shop people and then him talking you know he he's kind of i don't know what it what is it why i don't want to say he's autistic but like what is it that makes him be able to remember every single thing that kevin spacey's character says just to shut up the predator i mean yeah isn't it wasn't i thought it was like showing that he can read lips really well because he like knows sign language and lives with uh, his deaf. Oh, yeah. I didn't Possibly. catch on that. Did all you guys catch on that? Oh, well, I you guess I never really thought about it. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I mean, you you kind of get that because I just kind of thought like, well, he has tinnitus, so he has trouble hearing, and he always has his headphones on to drown everything out. So of course, he would learn how to read lips well. But yeah. that doesn't get revealed until later in in the movie when you're watching yeah. it for the first time. Yeah, did you did you feel yeah. that? I don't think I think that's no, no, definitely inherently not. Uh, revealed to the first watcher. Right, it's not. Well, which yeah. which brings us to the next scene. Oh, I guess, was, yeah, I guess right. yeah, which um, the next scene when we meet Joseph, which is his his paraplegic, deaf uh, foster parent. I guess foster, foster father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, interesting scene. I mean, you you kind of see that he's, he's you know he's just kind of a kid and he has like such a lighter side and you know he's like dancing and having a, yeah. a jolly time cooking you know oh, lunch totally or well not cooking but preparing lunch for, for and Joseph. you kind of see like the vibe that they got in their place It's kind of like old school. They got the records going. They got the big speakers. It's a yeah. really cool you know kind of chilled out kind of tone. Whenever he's with Joseph, that's kind of the case. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I don't think that that's the case, is that um, Joseph actually plays into his life throughout, throughout his life because everything he owns is retro. His instruments are retro. He's owning old iPods. He used cassette, cassette recorders. Um, he's very influenced by Joseph. Or maybe just the nostalgia of his mother, which I don't want to get too much into that until a bit later. Yeah. But... I think Joseph and just his nostalgia for retro music, um, all that kind of stuff plays very heavily in his life. And it's, it's very apparent throughout the movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, that brings us into the next scene where we, we watch him create the song that he, he creates music off of things that he records uh, live. And he creates a song out of when, uh, when Griff, you know, asks uh, Doc if he's retarded, retarded means slow. slow? Is he slow. Then he makes a song out of that, which is such a good song. Like that's a that's a banger yeah. in its own right. Yeah, it was really cool. Does anyone know what that thing is called? That little that little paper scratch oh, thing. Oh, the card. I don't know. The card thing, the card recorder thing. That's like kind of like a scratcher. I don't know what that's called. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I sure. thought you were talking about the little pen thing. It's like, do, 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 do. Like uh, how he records off of that. That's so cool, too. No, no. Um, yeah, so like everything's like, I, I want to I bring this back again. Is that everything he owns is retro. Like, like notice, notice when he gets inside um, his stepfather's apartment, there's massive amounts of records lining the walls of that 
yeah. apartment. That's they're everywhere for sure. They're they're everywhere. Um, all the instruments he uses are retro. Old iPods, cassettes, and yeah. Um, to get like a little bit, you know, deeper with that, it's it's a retro is like a recurring theme in this movie, and I think what it what could what it could potentially mean is um, while as he's making the Wuzzy Slow song, he sees the record, and the one that stands out that's gold is Mom. Then he has a flashback about the car accident that killed his parents that you can kind of get pretty early on. And what retro could kind of indicate is like, is he kind of stuck in the past, like still mourning his mother and, and not really well, gotten see, past that? Here's here's my thoughts on that specifically, because it's true when he got the very first scene, he boots up the iPod and I'm like, oh, this is like an older video iPod, but it's cool. I'm into it. I don't yeah. really know what year it's supposed to be. And then you kind of gather like, no, this is like modern day. And he's modern like, day. You got the WRX, shit. which is like a 2016-2017 car. And then he, in the so main, in the main scene, main right. racing scene in the front. I guess I don't know enough about cars to know that. So to me, I'm still like, what year is it? Cause, well, because it I mean, looks modern enough to be a video iPod era, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Um, actually, Manny's brother has a he has a WRX STI, and it's a 2005, and it looks kind of modern still. Those cars actually did age pretty well. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I see. Think, so you know, I didn't. I didn't really, know yeah. that. I would. I, I was assuming that it's like okay, like that red WRX that just. I randomly knew, that, but yeah. So good. Yeah, I, I thought it was like at least a 2016, 2017. Yeah. So, so I guess it yeah. kind of leaves leaves your leaves it open. Leaves yeah, it open. Really yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so no, I, did, I didn't. Somewhere in the know last that. ten years. Right. Right. But it's still which is it's totally still enough for a video iPod to age. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I guess I guess it could there's be a, like what like height of iPods. There's another Probably, scene yeah. with the iPod that that we'll get into a little bit later. That's, but um, well that's yeah, it. Kind of that. ties into the car crash. What was cool about that is that it was clearly like sixties. I don't know, sixties, seventies. I guess it would have been. How old is he supposed to be? Twenties, so maybe exactly. 80s? You don't really know. It looks like an old car that they're driving. No matter he's, what, he's got to be early night. Well, when the fuck did the iPod come out? Because is he listening to an iPod in the crash? In the, the crash? First? Okay, I'm, well, I'm just going to get into the crash. He has the earbuds. Let's get into yeah, the crash. Because, so, so he makes, is he slow? He makes, was he slow, this song? And then all of a sudden he sees his mom's cassette and they have a little bit of a flashback where his parents are fighting. They're fighting, arguing, and... It kind of is implied that he used music to always drown out his parents fighting. I think yeah. that's kind of sort of implied. Yeah. They Even before tinnitus. They get, they get into a massive car accident, right? Yeah, and you assume that they both died. So, so I'm sorry. I, I, I miss where, where we were before where we were trying to get into this, but... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah so to go to go to talk about the iPods a little bit much or a little bit more, what really threw me off was there's another flashback that they that um, baby has where he's unwrapping a Christmas gift and it is an iPod. And oh, I swear to God, it looks like it's shot like early 70s. It's so the old. First it, iPod didn't no... come out until 2001. Yeah. Which is yes. like so weird. <laughs> okay, so uh, see that's like so ambiguous. In... No, yeah, okay. 
remember this and then we'll talk about it later on when we talk about the end of the movie we'll talk about okay. the end of the movie okay yeah so and then you have to assume that we'll he's talk about this maybe 21 because i think he gets drinks at a restaurant at one point so you have to assume he's at least 21 maybe or you know at least 19 which would mean he would you know it's filmed in present day as we could assume so then it's like he was probably born in the 90s it's just it's it's a little weird. I don't know if it's a continuity thing or you know if they were really just trying to go with like oh let's make it look really old here for the flashbacks. I don't know. I, I have a I have a theory about this, but I do not want to talk about it until later on in the movie. Okay, we, we can talk about it later. Okay, let's go forward then. Uh, so basically, I believe that he's using the music to drown out the buzzing from the accident. Obviously. He has tinnitus before you don't know that until I think later on the movie. His memory is super fucking sharp. His memory is super sharp. He can remember almost anything. Um, I'm sorry. My notes here are kind of spaced, but do they get into another chase scene after this? No, he goes into the, uh, the diner and he meets Deborah officially for the first time at the diner that his mom used to work at. Oh, okay. So Deborah, Deborah, dressed like a zebra. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Deborah, the scene happens that Deborah is walking into the diner to start her shift and she's singing. Um, I don't know what song it is. It's she's saying B A B Y baby. And like immediately baby's just kind of enthralled by her voice. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with the memory of his mom. Cause we find out later that she also used to be a singer. Right, right, right. So, so does does the uh, memory of him getting to the car accident happen before or yes. after he's before he meets Deborah officially? So when he's back at his apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's when okay. that's when that okay. triggers, and then he, after that, the next scene is when he goes into the the diner. Okay, so yeah, they kind of have a little bit of go uh, back and forth talk, kind of. What's your name? Oh, Deborah. I don't know what it like. Like that. That I think this was where I wanted to talk about Ansel, like as an actor. Like it's uh, like yeah, it's it's a, it's he's he finally gets his first lines. They're slightly awkward, but like he's got like a little bit of swag in it. Like you're like okay, like yeah, I, I feel like I feel like hit he's it off super, pretty well. Yeah, they hit it off uh, really well, and like I feel like. He kind of relates to just the regular Joe kind of person that's just kind of sort of awkward, just kind of, kind of, I don't know. That's how I felt about him. He is a little awkward, but he's also, he has this slight suaveness about him, this mystery. There's a scene where, or the part where he's talking about, um, she asks, well, what do you do? And he says, I'm a driver. And she's like, oh, you're a chauffeur. So you drive, you know, important people around. He's like, I guess so. She's like, anyone I would know? He's like, I hope not. She's like, oh, mysterious. He's like, maybe. You know, like, it's, it yeah, works. Yeah, that's like, when you, like, think about it, they're, like, kind of, like, nothing. But, like, to her, it's like, oh, it's, like, really cool. You know, like, it sounds better than it actually is. Right, yeah. And he's he's still mysterious, but he's mysterious for a good reason, because he's a criminal, right? You know? Yeah. You kind of get, like, the 
a little bit more personal with who he kind of really is. Again, like we still don't really know at this point, and he's you know a little bit, a little bit sly, a little bit shy, that kind of thing. Definitely doesn't like that side of him, like the criminal part of him. You know? Right. Yeah, he, you can see he has a problem with that throughout. Mm-hmm. So uh, right after that, he he heads back home, and he has like a there's like a he's listening to music with his foster dad, and um, he gets a call for another job from uh, from Doc, and this is going to be his last job until he's paid off his debt. So he goes, he meets uh, the new crew, which is Eddie No Nose, Bats, and JD, and their plan is to to intercept an armored truck or to basically, you know, yeah. Dude, I, I never seen him in a movie. You said he was in something, Jay, something else. Dude, okay, this is what's crazy. This is the second episode that we've done. The last time we talked about Endgame, this time we're talking about this movie. Edgar Wright wrote Ant-Man. Ant-Man was most of our favorite Avenger last time. It's all <laughs> the original, original cut of Ant-Man, not the final one. And Just like we talked about how yeah, yeah. Flea was in fucking Big Lebowski, and Flea is in this movie. I was like, <laughs> yeah, small, small, uh, small part, but yeah, Eddie No Nose. Like, That's a No Nose question. <laughs> Fumblerverse. The film Bumblebee, yeah. That's where we are, I guess. Full circle. Fair <laughs> luck there. Yeah, so yeah, they go like, over... Uh, his name, the Asian dude? Is that... Uh, in the film, it's JD. JD. Uh, his real name his is... His tattoo. Right. used to say hate, but now it's his hat. He's like, what yeah. does it say? Yeah, he's like... Nobody, or what does he say? Like, everybody likes hats or something. Yeah, so like, he's like... <laughs> he's like, who hates hats? Yeah, <laughs> so what he says is he's like, it used to say hate, but I changed it to hat to increase my chance of employment. Like, how's that working out for you? Who doesn't like hats? <laughs> so good. Yeah, so they go over the um, the plan. That's the scene where uh, Jamie Foxx's character, Bat, he's completely skeptical about Baby. And, you know, he's like, how the hell do we know he knew a word you said? And then that's when Baby takes out his headphone and he recites the entire thing that Doc just went over. Yeah, word so he word. did know that he... Uh... And he was fine language and stuff by this point. And could read lips really well. Yeah. I guess I still didn't put that together at that point. I was just I so focused on all the sounds and shit. A bit off, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so Doc instructs them to buy uh, Michael Myers masks and... <laughs> JD decides that he's he, he thinks that he meant Mike Myers, so he buys Austin Powers masks, which was was great. <laughs> so funny. So, oh, you mean Jason or whatever? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's um, funny because I, I think they say something about like Mike Myers Halloween masks, and he literally like not even putting together Halloween, just buys the Austin Powers ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. It's, yeah. Hey, he still did what was asked of him. But. Totally. I mean, the job still got done. They were covering their faces, you know. And my, Less might be a creepier way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe more menacing. Right? <laughs> I think yeah, this but... is like another spot where we just see a good like Edgar Wright joke. Like a lot of his jokes are a little bit more uh, out there, kind of weird. Especially in like Shaun of the Dead and shit like that. But here, where the movie's kind of supposed to be a little bit more serious, he still finds ways to just throw his bullshit in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So in this scene, I think another important part to note about this one is this is where he, uh, baby has to have the music synced up with like the whole plan. And you notice that he, um, he tells them to, you know, to go, you know, attack the guy at the armored, uh, armored van. And then you'll notice he pulls his car forward so he can't see the violence that's going on. And then once the song hits the right point, then he backs up and they, you know, JD and Bats. Oh, is that why he does it? Yeah. I think yeah. it's because he's trying to avoid his reality that he, that he has to, that he's forced into. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, he sees the body on the floor after and he's just like super yeah. shit by that. Right. That's big. That's big. Yeah. So, so, so they they start doing the, the heist. They get back inside the car. They're that driving. What, what are they them. driving? What are they driving? An avalanche. An avalanche. Yeah. They're driving an avalanche, and then that random civilian is just like. What was up with that? He wasn't a. He couldn't have been a random civilian. No. So I think uh, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Foxx's character. Jamie Foxx's character mentions that he's like some kind of ex-military, and he just has like the maddest heat, like. Yeah. This guy's like Uzi, he's got shotgun, he's got like yeah. everything. He's like, yeah. oh shit, we got a Jimmy Fox, like, we got a hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he goes and fucking just He just fucking follows them till the fucking death. He's Literally dead. to the death. Like he just is a die. Which, he's, he's in the hospital later on the TV talking about it. Is, is he? he? Oh, I oh. That. Yeah, when uh, Joseph is watching the TV, he's talking about it. Oh, oh okay. missed that. <laughs> he should have been dead. He fucking okay. Well, no, he should have been dead. Let's talk. Let's point of that. That was the whole like character development of Baby. Like he, Jamie Fox has a clean shot with his shotgun right into his car. Yeah. He sees that. Yeah, like he swings the wheel, pulls it out, and like it makes him miss it. And he even asks him after. He's like, "Did you make you miss that shot?" It's like I had a clear shot. Like, why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so the second know, you catch I, feelings is the second you catch a bullet. Yeah. I didn't I guess catch that. So. I didn't catch that on the TV later on. I th- I thought he died because that was he flipped his car like fucking forty oh, times. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, yeah, I was I like, mean, he's dead. Definitely I was like, assume he. For is. sure, he was dead, and I and like the way the way baby was like feeling and the way he was looking, I was like, okay, he's out of whack because just a random civilian just died. Like. Yeah, I thought for sure. So yeah, next, uh, assume, but yeah, he comes up later. Yeah, I so remember after, something happening on the TV, but I don't remember it being happening. Yeah, I thought they were just going over the news story, but yeah, I exactly. I didn't realize. Maybe I didn't interview. Like, no, yeah, the interview in his little hospital bed just was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. Which was weird. I thought that 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 was kind of weird. I was like, why is this? You know, even if he's ex-military, like. Why is he trying so hard to be a hero? Like, if you couldn't get him initially, like, he, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird to me. That was odd. That was a little odd. It was an awkward situation. Yeah. So flash forward a little bit. Um, they switch cars, and so they just steal another random car. It's this sweet mother who's in the car with her baby. And you'll notice that baby <laughs> grabs the baby. Wow. And then, you know, get, hands it to the mother, you know, before they, before they leave. Yeah, so uh, JD leaves his shotgun. That, yeah. Does that have any implications? I don't remember. Yeah, he says it in the car. No, I mean, like, oh, sure. The implication is that he 
I, I don't know why, but... Oh, he messed up. That's why they killed he him. He fucked up, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, okay. they kill him because... I don't know what that means. I mean, I don't know if they can track the shotgun back to them somehow. And if that's why they decided to kill him or, you know, just one last share, right? <laughs> this one goes back to Jay's... This goes back to Jay's, like... Uh, gripe with them just fucking leaving doors open and just <laughs> oh the fucking fingerprints like i don't i don't know yeah. they're, they're already there yeah. i don't know like it's like that i guess that's like like you said about endgame we didn't hear we didn't come here to talk about how much we love this movie right yeah there were problems i don't, I don't know i don't talk. think that was that'd be a good deal it's not yeah it's not huge but it's a minor continuity kind of thing where it's like really that's that's why you kill him but maybe it was just saying like oh that's how criminal they are is they're just like oh you made a minor mistake yeah. you're not cut out for this work you're dead yeah i think it's like a leave no, no trace kind of thing yeah exactly so yeah post heist uh you notice that baby brings four coffees but there are not four people because jd is gone um Oh, what is what does uh, Bat say? He, oh man, he says something in in uh, Austin Powers' voice. He's gone, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So baby is then assigned to sunset that ride with uh, with JD's yeah. body in it. You'll notice something funny about that scene is that uh, that was baby's last drive that that he owed to doc because you find out that baby uh stole doc's mercedes that had merchandise in it so whatever it was it was worth a lot of money so baby owes doc a lot of money and that's why he has to do these drives for him and you notice that doc says something he's very smart with his wording and i think that's that's like just good writing because he doesn't tell baby we're done he says we're straight yeah so he says right. you don't owe me money anymore but it doesn't mean that you're not my driver anymore ah right yeah and, that, and that's what he always says he says actually i don't i don't know exactly what he says but he says <laughs> something about like are you taking the drive and then it's not that he says no but he doesn't say yes yeah what what is it does anyone know the actual line i can't remember what, uh, yeah, because it's such a good line. Like it's like it's it's not that baby says yes, but it's not that he. It's not like he can say no, right? Because it's yeah. just like he's just like I think it. What it is is, is Kevin Spacey says you're taking the drive, and it's not like it's not like a yes or no question, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's right more after, of a, I'll be there. Yeah, right. Uh, actually, something that bugged me actually about the uh, getting rid of the car or whatever. Can you just like take your car and like yeah, just smash this? Like they don't like ask you about it. Like they don't check anything. I thought that was weird. I would imagine Doc has ties to the people who do that. It's Doc, like he also like <laughs> he stayed around for it. Like what if the yeah. dude's body just kind of blood exploded Spells all out. out. Oh, right. <laughs> right. That's totally so like, right. Why are you just hanging around? I don't know. Just casually throws his throwaway cell phone into the van, just casually, just mm -hmm. that cell phone. Okay. I didn't think about just yeah, away. I guess Doc's connections makes that. Yeah, I mean, he has, he has... He has police connections, dude. Yeah, he says yeah, the police yeah. are on the payroll. Okay. So. It makes more sense then. Yeah, so he takes the car to get uh, sunsetted, and then 
Easy Like Sunday Morning comes on because that's when Baby thinks he's free. Yep. That's why I'm easy. Such a good, I loved that. I'm easy like Alex Sunday morning. Baby, uh, he then goes, meets up with Deborah again, takes her out to a nice dinner. Doc, you know, covers their meal and then coerces him into, just threatens him, straight up threatens him, saying, you know, it's a, what does he say? He has a quote, um, pretty girlfriend. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. 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 Hey, can I interject and, and let's rewind just a sure. second? Sure. Uh, yeah, he goes, meet, he goes to meet up with Deborah and he's back at the cafe again and he orders coffee. But did anyone catch how he ordered drink. his coffee? Cream and sugar. Yeah. And when he's with them, it's black. Yes, I did catch that. Yes. So he ordered his coffee with cream and sugar because this one was sweet. This, this last mm -hmm. little, it was his last oh. ride. He thought it was his last ride. It wasn't his usual black. So it was cream and sugar. He was feeling sweet. Like he was like, yes. Yeah. He saw the end of the tunnel. I like that catch, yeah. Cool. He saw mm. the end of the tunnel. Like he usually always ordered four black coffees. He, yeah. And that always included him as well. So cream and sugar. Like he was like, for sure I'm out. Like I'm out. Yeah. I, what he I was, like, he was like that. so excited to get on with Deborah. Like he was like, okay, cool. But now we go into Adrian's. Uh, yeah. To go back to the spot. coffee for one second. I think what I took from that was that when he's with criminals, you know, he's that's that's who he is he kind of goes into that yeah black, form, I guess, black yeah. coffee yeah. and then that's when he's good. with yes. deborah he's like this is who i really am and you know i'm gonna be more me but also the the last ride kind of kind of thing makes sense too yeah yeah that's just another like we get to see his real side again mm -hmm. yeah so um, then you do you know if, if he ever ordered uh cream and sugar before the fact before after the fact like like when he went to first meet Deborah, I don't think it at, mentions it. I think he ordered anything that first time. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, I don't right. think he did. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, yeah, I think that was the first time. That was very, good. very, very important that he's just cream and sugar. Like he's, <laughs> he's lighting yeah. up. He's, 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 he's done now. He's like he's all about Deborah. Let's let's do it, Deborah. Right. Yeah. So after he threatens him or whatever, is that when he offers to like take her? Far away from here, or whatever, in a car they can't afford, well, like all that stuff. Does he do that right away? I feel like he I think um, Deborah mentions that before she's or before he's threatened. No, I mean like he offers that to her. Like, let's oh see. yeah, yeah. So what happens is they, um, you know, baby knows he has to do another ride because he's forced to. They go to the post office to gather intel um, with oh, Doc's okay. Doc's weird nephew who's a fucking what psychopathic a genius <laughs> oh that was awesome he's so PSP, sick making it more big so okay. when this takes place dude exactly. okay, check it out <laughs> check it out here's my here's my fam theory is that it's gonna be <laughs> baby driver 2 and it's gonna be that little boy there actually is gonna be a baby fucking driver there's what are you serious you you lying i'm not lying. it's gonna be the little boy it's gonna be the little boy it right it has be. to be I don't it has to so. be. Yeah, because they're still Oh, that's so good. Stacy doesn't make movies anymore. Who was going to do that? Oh, that's true. Fuck him. He's dead. He is dead, too. He is oh, dead. Oh, that's true, too. Uh, he's dead revenge. in the movie. And he's dead the in real life. So who gives yeah. a fuck? 
That poor little boy, he's gonna be oh I'm excited. If that's real, if that's that real shit, cool. I, I'm, I'm saying he should be the baby driver too. He should be. He That'd knows. Be he, he, he's so well versed in this shit. He's just casual as fuck. I mean he can't drive. I it, love it. Yeah. Could be a future movie. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it could be like twenty. It's like super pre production, so there's no information, but it's like okay. probably gonna happen. It's like yeah. And maybe maybe the baby driver number one is the bad guy or some shit. Like just like how okay, never mind. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about a movie. (laughs) Where are we at? Uh so right now they go back to uh Doc's hideout and we meet Buddy, Darling, and Bats again. And it's interesting because Doc always said he never does a, a a heist with the same crew twice. And this time, bad had, omen. Yeah, and bad so you omen. kind of it's it's kind of foreshadowing a little bit like this isn't going to go well because he's breaking his his whole uh, routine, like his yes. whole method of doing have things. Two things real quick. One was from the previous scene, and one's for this one. So when he's at the post office, my mom works at the post office and <laughs> has for a really long time. So that scene made me really uncomfortable. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> And the sweet lady at the at the yeah, I was like, this is basically yeah. my mom, and she might die in the next scenes. So I was like, holy shit! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. So and then this scene with uh, John Ham's character, what is it, Buddy? Buddy, yeah. So there's a lot of little things like that happened earlier, like the very first sequence. He's like super like stoked for uh, how good baby's driving, and then like when they're back at the place, he's like listening to music with him. I think yeah, like yeah. Listening like really him. setting up like oh this guy's not that bad like he seems like a cool guy right mm-hmm. so when he comes back like made me feel a little comfortable i was like okay this guy seems nice he has like his wife or whatever and then and you feel like he's goes, got baby's back a bit yeah and then it kind of gets a little weird and from it's there, like but... jamie fox is obviously the dick so you don't got to worry about john ham yeah. i want to talk about jamie fox a little bit because i think second to kevin spacey i think his acting was was Potentially the second best. Yes. Did really. Yes. <laughs> he is so fucking psycho and so creepy and so good. He's he, yeah. Like, he's so believably fucking Insane. deranged. Like he's just. Yeah, they was, uh, they stop at the gas station for gum, and uh, he walks back into the car with a full guy? pack of gum. He's like, "Did you do that?" And he's like, what, "What the fuck am I supposed to do? Do pay, do the paperwork?" Like, <laughs> He's Does so he good. He might kill. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't, I don't know. It shows I don't the cash register, and there's no one like, there. There's no one there. Maybe he's like, "Holy shit!" Like, what the oh, maybe he knocked shit. him out. Maybe he killed him. Like, I just thought he Jesus stole. Christ. That's all. Either that's way, all that's still like this guy's crazy. Dude, what <laughs> I took from that is that bat. That's when bats fucked up. Like that's when he made his mistake. Like everybody else is making mistakes, leaving the shotgun, shit like that. Mm. I thought that was his like fuck up. I was like, oh, this guy's Gonzo. Oh shit! Interesting, but yeah. but but he actually fucks up right after this. Yeah. Anyway, what James? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to give that to Adrian. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, basically, what happens is before this next heist, they need to meet up meet up with uh, Doc's arm dealer arms dealers, and the um, yeah, the butcher. God, what a what the a butcher. beautiful scene! How he's explaining. All of the I love the, the comparison. Arsenal. The comparison to like the hog. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, can I, can I, can I, can I, I'm sorry, my, I'm reading my, my, my notes here again, but can we go back to the, the, uh, previous lookout of the, what is it called? The U S postal office. Yeah. So I want to, I want to, so remember the lady, the, the lady that baby talks to and brings in the little boy and the nephew and everything. So I actually, I, I, I was like, oh, there has to be something with this. She, she quotes Dolly Parton. Yeah. She, 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 uh, she actually says a, uh, a lyric and and I, I ended up looking up at, looking it up later and I want to I want to bring this back up later in the cast but the lyric is everybody wants joy none of the pain to get a rainbow you got to endure a little rain Ooh. so I I thought I, I I thought to myself when I heard that I was like that's got to be a little bit foreshadowing I was like it's got to be I was like, why would they say those words? I was like, why would they yeah. say those words? Yeah. Why would they why would they put that in the movie? But um let's bring that back later at the end and okay. and I'll and I'll explain that. But anyways, we're back at the arms comparison to a hog. So we've got uh Doc's goons. Basically, I think they're all Atlanta Police Department. Yeah. Uh plugs and the little guy that little guy i this is one of i think this is one of my favorite scenes just the descriptions of like oh we've got the finest sausages and they're just like these badass grenades that are just gonna <laughs> blow your fucking brains out yeah, yeah. and then like oh we've got the finest cuts of the hog hawk or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Just like it's just like I I fucking loved that shit, dude. I, the writing I there really was really good. Did. Yeah, it was it was so good because it was just it kind of showed that they were very aware of like, hey, we could be being recorded. We don't want to be fucking double crossed, even though we're mm-hmm. double crossers. We we're cops ourselves. We don't want to be compromised. Oh, like they could anything. be tapped or something, you know? Yeah, double tapped. Yeah. yeah, double. I mean, they were all supposed to be cops, right? They were, well, yeah, they, they were on his, they yeah. were on Doc's payroll. So wouldn't, they, I feel like, wouldn't Doc tell them, like, they look like cops? But yeah, ideas. that was weird. Well, not only they look like cops, the boxes would say, like, yeah. like APD or whatever. Atlanta, Which yeah. was weird. Doc that tells them the place. bare minimum they need to know, though. Yeah, I think that's Adrian, true. Adrian, they just, he just doesn't want to give them the whole mm-hmm. hog. Ha! <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to give them everything. Yeah, because he's he's, he's he's got yeah. he's got face to save too. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, guess... he's got shit to cover, and he's gonna play his cards to make money the way he wants to make money. Yeah, it's not like he has to trust them because he probably has a million ways to deal with them. You know what I mean? Like if they something happens, exactly. Yeah. I think Jamie Foxx has one of the best one-liners I think in this movie, where uh, he's deciding on what what choice of cut to pick and he says i think i'm gonna go with the pork back because i love smoking pigs and then just boom shoot out immense it's like it's so good and then it's again 
It's fucking ba boom boom ba boom. You want to explain that, James? <laughs> for, for those who, who for, yeah, for the listeners who don't know, <laughs> is basically <laughs> battlefield. It's a battlefield theme song, and it goes ba boom boom ba boom. And and for some reason, we love to just <laughs> in everyday life and just yeah. shoot guns and. But basically, the gun shoots with the with the music, and it goes boom, 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 boom. Not in real life, but yeah, yeah. So, so now we get back into the fucking guns with the music again. One of my favorite parts of this whole thing. So they they all start shooting each other. They fucking throw grenades, blow every all the bitches up. My favorite part was the fucking. Finger twitch with the radio signal. Yes. It it, oh, it, it yeah. gets it gets crunchy and and it's it's twitching with with the radio signal like just like old school style like if you ever turn the dial trying to dial in on a radio station and you see the finger twitch. Oh, I, dude, that was so I weird. Like that. if that was any other movie, that, so that would have meant something so fucking weird. But like in this movie, obviously not. But like. Right. I don't know. Was this no, but end of like, the shootout? When it panned over? The, this was at yeah. the end of the shootout okay. when, yeah, I when the that. guy's laying on the floor. I, I believe the, the main cop or whatever he was. I don't want to spoil the movie, but he shows up at the end of the movie. You guys know that, right? <laughs> Wait, what? Who? The guy the that's twitching. The guy that's twi- the guy who no, stayed not, alive. Not the midget guy. The black guy. Right. The black cop shows up at the end of the movie. The one that's twitching his fingers, so that it that kind of shows you that he survived getting shot. Oh, okay, yeah, I was like, if this yeah. was any other movie, I would have thought that that guy was yeah. alive. And- oh no, yeah, he's alive. He's he alive totally at the end. Alive. Okay, at All the right. very, very well, I want I don't want to say the very, very end scene, but one of the end scenes, he is there, but his finger oh. twitching, so you kind of know he's alive, and and it's and it's the dial of of somebody. Trying to find that right station is just, just like yeah. that crunchiness, and I love that. That was, that was that was so good. I love that shit. Yeah, this movie won a couple of awards for best editing, and I mean, it's scenes like that, or just not even scenes, just little things they throw in there that just they totally deserve it. Didn't I win think, any Academy Awards, unfortunately. I think I would be pissed I mean, I know, if it balls. didn't win any. Like that's oh, yeah. how crazy this editing was. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if I checked up on that. I don't know if does anyone know? I don't know if they won any like real prestigious awards or anything like that. No, not anything. Uh, they won some awards from the British Academy Film Awards, um, Chicago is that the BAFTA Critics Association. Nothing. That's. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't know too much. But they about were all. They were all sound editing and audio. Yeah. they were nominated for three Academy Awards: best film editing, best sound editing, and best sound mixing. So I mean, that's. Yeah. Let's see what won over yeah. those because that's upsetting. Can yeah. No, it's uh, it's yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So we have. Um. You know, they're sitting at the diner, and this is one of my favorite scenes with bats, and I think this is where Jamie Fox kind of locks in his place as second best actor in this movie. I mean, maybe, if not, maybe first. I don't know. But he has this monologue where he's talking to Buddy and Darling. And he's telling Buddy exactly 
what type of person he is. And he has this really great one-liner in at the end of the the uh, monologue. He says, "If you're Wall Street, you're a bigger fucking crook than I could ever be." <laughs> and like, it's just like it's you. You get a you get to see Bat's mindset when they're doing the um, the armored van heist. Before that, he says they have what they have what is rightfully ours. It's Bat's sadistic way of justifying everything that the rich are the problem and that he's kind of Robin Hood. I mean, he's doing it all for himself, mm. but you can kind yeah, of see Yeah, he thinks he's in the right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Some Simoy you're right. Crazy. That's interesting. Yeah, right. I took that as like him, and that's probably the reasoning, but him like doing like a pep up, like a pep talk, like, okay, we're going to get in there, we're going to fucking do this thing. Mm-hmm. But he does choose specifically to like call people out and show yeah yeah it's weird because it seems right. like he just knows that and he's like yeah i don't know it's just like a wild guess or some shit You're just like, oh. yeah and buddy is not happy about it at all oh, yeah he, yeah and then s- he doesn't say a word but you see and then so maria right is that her name oh we maria. actually skipped over it real quick when they're at the gas station you kind of see about how briefly, crazy right? john ham and his wife are oh when they talk about killing him yeah, it's like, oh, you want me to kill him? Like, he looked at me funny. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we should talk yeah. about this in front of baby. And she, he's like, he won't say anything or something like that. Oh, he won't say. Yeah, that's when like your like perception of buddy and and uh, darling kind of starts going down. You're like, oh, geez. Yeah, it starts yeah. changing. You you realize that they're bad people. Yeah. Well, after their sure. first after their first heist, heist, you'll notice that buddy says something pretty interesting that I didn't pick up initially, but. Um, they're all leaving in the elevator, and he says, "All right, Doc, we'll call you again when the nose bag's empty." So they're just—I mean, they're just like drug addicts who are just living right life like as on a, you know, hundred miles an hour. Yeah, oh, I didn't—I didn't catch that. But I think uh, one of Bat's more like kind of hilarious takes was when. Uh, darling, starts starts like, oh, you don't know, you don't know him, you don't know me, you don't know him, and then yeah. he just starts clapping. Starts clapping. He's like, yes, <laughs> he's like the fucking Oscar goes to like you yeah. know like he's fucking crazy. Like yeah, that's, just that shows you it's just like unmoved. you don't give a fuck how how much you're gonna say, how yeah. much you can say. What you're gonna say? He don't give a fuck about what you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, you guys are so fucking fake in Wall Street. Yeah, doesn't fucking it doesn't phase him. It doesn't blind him. So, I thought that was more funny than than like the you're a bigger crook than me line. Like yeah. I thought his, his whole clapping and everything like that right. was just so much more powerful. Yeah, so before they leave the diner, you see that um, Baby leaves a note for Deborah, And it, I can't remember exactly what it says. It's like 2 a.m., like we're leaving town or something, something like that. Um, so then they head back to Doc's hideout. Um, Doc knows that something went wrong with the arms dealer. He questions them. Uh, Bat says that, you know, the arms dealer shot first. The other guys agree. And, you know, Baby kind of says like, Doc goes to baby and is like, oh, well, are we still doing this? Like, are we still doing this heist? And, you know, baby reluctantly agrees, but he has a plan to get out. So this is when he's taken off at night. 
right? Or he's trying to, and Buddy like yeah. opens his eyes like a fucking monster. Yeah, totally knows yeah. that some shit's happening. Yeah, both Buddy and Bats. Yeah, and then Bats randomly makes an appearance in the fashion. She's in the car, right? What a horror yeah. scene, by the way, when when uh, Buddy is just standing right in the middle of the, the parking garage. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Hello. <laughs> you know, like, whew. Nothing gets but but I think it's I think it's it's not exactly you don't know yet it's a horror scene because right I like just I, it as like oh shit yeah but but when what we know about Buddy in previous scenes like him with the predator and everything we think that Buddy is an okay guy like you know it's like ah fucking leave Buddy alone hey what are you listening to baby yeah there's a lot of you stuff know. For there's a lot of like like not to say that buddy's a fucking fatherly figure or anything or anything but like he's he's like a little bit of like a mentor not really it's like compared to like he's compared compared to everyone else yeah he has like leave the kid alone kind of thing yeah yeah he's he's got that like hey i'm i'm here for you kind of thing you know even more so than uh, Kevin Spacey's character, which Done. I guess we'll talk about, we're going to talk about later. I think he, he had a little bit of an out of character moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So does John have, or Buddy, doesn't he initially try to help him? He's like, just get out of here or something. Yeah. Right? He's, yeah, he's like, about from, oh, yeah, wait, yeah. So that really sets up the tone for him. Like and that's when Bats shows up. Even like, though the tone changes so quickly in the movie, the movie's not very long. Um, yeah, it changes a little bit. Yeah, that's when Bats shows up, right? It's like, hey, where are you guys going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just gonna go, just go for a drive. Yeah. Who's going for a drive at one forty-five in the morning? And then things get a little bit more intense. Yeah, I think so, as a viewer there, you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. Oh, yeah, that's when, uh, what's his name? Son of a bitch. Bats? Yes, Bats just has his tape recorders, like, oh, you're looking for this or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Buddy... go back inside, right? He smashes his face in, right? Yeah, oh, knocks yeah. him out. And they go back inside, and they're showing Doc, like... Or no, they go to his apartment and get all the tapes and everything. So they come back and like dump them all at the table and just like. And they steal Joseph. Uh, Bats steals Joseph's wheelchair, which was really oh. eerie. Just seeing him yeah. wheel around in the wheelchair, you're like, oh no, what happened to Joseph? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that solidifies the character and just the fucking like you. You kind of are like, okay, Bats is batshit crazy, but oh wow, yeah, <laughs> like. That was I think that should, shit. yeah, that that like solidifies it, because yeah. like at first you don't think Jim, Jamie Foxx is that crazy when you when you see it, but like he he's he's like sinister and he's, I think is methodical. Like he he know he's 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 very he he can read people. Like he he knew baby was leaving. Like it was no fucking joke. I mean not 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 to even say that. It was just baby being baby, but he was able to read uh Yeah. John Ham's character, I think, pretty okay. Well he knew they were drug addicts and everything. Yeah. He can read people, for sure. But he he but he was able to read people for sure. 
Yeah, so so baby wakes up on the table. Doc is clearly upset about all the recordings because I mean it looks sinister when you when you have tape recordings yeah. of everyone when they do such criminal stuff. But uh, after a little bit, you know, baby explains. I make music. They listen to they listen to Wuzzy Slow, which again a banger. That was awesome. Like, yeah. Actually, yeah, and they're just like, "What <laughs> is this music?" Like, yeah, um, yeah. So after that, you know, they kind of just like take baby for his word, and they understand that he's not, you know, nefarious and anything like that. So then they commence the heist for the post office. They all go their separate ways into it, right? And then that's when the worker walks by. Yes. And he shakes his head. He's like, don't go in there. Like, Yeah, she's like javile as shit. And she's just like, oh, hey, I still remember you from the other day. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't go in there. And I thought she would have just taken that cue and got the fuck out. That's what I and thought. Instead, she goes like Mitch. this fucking thing. The security guard. Mitch. I was like, wow. Well, I mean, maybe she thought he was in trouble. He's like, oh, I need to help him. Maybe. Yeah. Which, I mean, he wasn't not in trouble, right? Yeah. But yeah, which comes to an interesting, a really interesting um, pivot in Baby's character. And, and I think this is what gave his character some depth was that he sees evil that is that is bats and he sees an opportunity to destroy this evil. So he sees the car, the truck that has that like pole sticking out and they all jump in the car. Bats is in the passenger seat. And they're just telling baby to go. Oh man! Baby just floors it straight into that. Looking at that pole, dude, I'm just like, oh no! (laughs) And it just straight up impales bats right in the chest and final destination shit right there. Yeah, exactly. That's when they all get out and start running. Yeah, so they they start running. Um, So now it's buddy, darling, and baby. There's a really cool running scene. You know, they have music that goes along with it really great. And they have a shootout. Uh, Buddy and Darling have a shootout with the police. And there's where that, that battlefield did it, did it, did comes back in. <laughs> yeah. Where they're shooting with the, with the beats of the song. Darling dies. She gets shot by the police. And this is, I think this is where Buddy, the... The sanity that Buddy had. I mean, he's still some crazy, twisted criminal, but the the good that he did have was with his wife. And after she's gone, all bets are off. Yeah. Oh, he becomes an absolute psycho. And all that, like all the running that Baby does, is so cool to watch. I don't know. I love watching yeah. that shit. He likes. He like takes that screwdriver. You know, just. Because he knows he's gonna have to pop a window and and hotwire a car. Watching his like sixth sense of like the cops and stuff, like he'll slow down at the perfect time and like he'll do all this other stuff. It's really great to watch. Yeah. So after this, um, baby heads back home. He picks up Joseph and drops him off at a retirement home. Leaves him with some money and records some audio about who Joseph is, you know, because he just, he really cares about, he really cares about his foster father and he records some audio and, and leaves it with him at the doorstep of the, uh, the retirement home. 
Um, and then he heads back to character. There's one more important thing before that. Okay. He carjacks that old lady, throws her her purse yeah. and everything, and she's just like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, and like, takes off. Yeah, he apologizes. The scene with the recorder was totally brutally tear-jerking. I probably oh, yeah. cried like 12 times right now. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, Edgar Wright, perfect time. Was that his name, Edgar? Yeah. Uh, yeah, perfect timing, of course. The camera goes up. You see the helicopters, they're searching. Camera goes down, and baby's gone. Mm-hmm. Totally awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, then they head to the, uh, or then uh, baby heads to the diner um, where Deborah's working. And, uh, Somebody's already there to meet him. It's Buddy. Oh, yeah. He flashes that gun in the newspaper, dude, and I lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. I was like, Deborah's fucking dead. Like, I was so nervous. Someone is gonna die, for sure. And the fucking cops show up, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, this is going down. And the dude just has to, like, take a piss. But it's yeah, still like cop. super tension. Like baby's yeah. about to die. Cop comes in and you're like, oh my God, this dude's taking a piss. Has no idea that the most wanted people in this movie are right here. Totally crazy. But a little bit of a joke, a little bit more Edgar Wrighty, you know, he finds ways. He finds what? He finds ways to just slip his oh, yeah, yeah. kind of comedy <laughs> So yeah, then uh, Baby, he shoots, uh, he gets an opportunity, he shoots Buddy two times in the chest. You're like, okay, he he might be dead. And then they, uh, um, Baby and Deborah, you know, take off on foot to steal a car, which was an interesting scene. How did you feel about that, James? Um, Yeah, so the scene uh, where they're, they're... They need to hijack a car, basically. And there's those two dudes who they steal a car from. Uh, so it's this Bonnie and Clyde, Young Love. That's... That's... Yeah. Is, is that... Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, those guys. They're just, like, vaping. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the weird... It's those weird white dudes. It's just like, do you even know how to use that? Yeah, he just used that literally <laughs> yeah. fucking five minutes ago. Like... Yeah. He like, will oh, shoot your ass, like, and they're just like, oh, okay. He's just like vaping and shit, like, dude, that was so of, funny. Kind of can I lose my phone? Yeah, oh, can I, I thought he was gonna give it to him, but he's just like, no. Like, now you're, <laughs> yeah, an old lady with yeah. a purse, yeah, but. <laughs> and it, well, I think you kind of see, like, okay, buddy, her fucking baby's got to get real right here. Yeah, yeah. I don't got time for being nice right now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So an interesting scene that I thought was when Doc kind of breaks character a little bit. I think somebody mentioned that earlier, but they uh, baby and Deborah head back to meet Doc at his hideout. And so baby runs in and he's like, Doc, I need help. And Doc's like, fuck you, kid. And then Deborah walks in screen. He's like, oh, OK, I'll help. Like, it was just <laughs> kind of weird. I, I was in love once. Yeah. Well, well no, the, the, the funny thing was, this is like. 
Stop quoting Monsters Inc., you little shit. Oh, that, that was good. great. That was so good. So, and do you know so, where that case? Okay, so, so Taryn actually brought this up earlier is that every time they watch TV in the movie, it, it, it's not just bullshit. They're not just watching TV. It is things that are happening within the story. So, oh, they do show Monsters Inc. on the TV. In oh, the beginning. Yeah, they do. Damn. In the beginning of the movie, they show Monsters, Inc., so that's why he quotes Monsters, Inc. all the time. He yeah. actually is quoting Monsters, Inc. Yeah. And so he, so Baby quotes Monsters, Inc., like, we're supposed to be a team or some shit like that. Yeah, we're friends. I don't, I don't, we're a team. Yeah, we're yeah. friends. We're, it means we're a team. And so uh, Doc's like, don't quote Monsters, Inc., you little shit. That's his, his nephew's. Or his what is it? His nephew or his son? Yeah, niece or something. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, his nephews. That's that's his favorite movie and all that shit. So so that was that was uh, what Taryn said about that random guy that was like kill like trying to stop everybody. That fucking army man. Yeah, GI Joe. Yeah, GI Joe, and they showed him on the TV. I was like, holy shit! Okay, so everything that's on the TV, if you want to rewatch the movie again, it's it. it it plays back into the movie for sure, 100%. It's not just random bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's in random. the beginning of the film where he's flipping through channels and he, you see the Monsters, Inc. one, before that is Little Rascals. And it's little it's um, Alfalfa singing, You Are So Beautiful to Me. So it kind of touches on like the love aspect of it. And then the uh, Monsters, Inc. quote. And then after that, it's from Fight Club. And it's the the scene where Brad Pitt looks over and he says, How's that working out for you, kid? You know, and so it's just like, how is oh, all he of this? Says that to, yeah, nice. It's like, it's so, it, everything in this movie is so intentional, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after he says, stop quoting Monsters, Inc., you little shit. Basically, they have this little body and Clyde love. It's a young love. What mm-hmm. Doc says is right into the sunset. Don't trust anyone but each other. Never yeah. look back. And I have good news. You I like was driving because you can't take your foot once. off the gas. <laughs> yeah. He said, I was in love once. Yeah. Yeah. So so something. is is that is that like a cop out of 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 a character? Why why does he care so much? Yeah, like, I mean why look at it that way? Because it's just complete 180 to everything we've seen about his character. Like, he was the epitome of professional. Like, he got shit done. He didn't take any bullshit. And now the second, like, oh, young love. Yep, I had that once. Here you go. Total hole in him. And it kills him. It kills him. It's kind of, is is it kind of, that, that's my problem with the movie. That's, that's one of my big problems with this movie. Is that, I I mean, okay, so, so like, that way. So, like, I understand, like, okay, so he said, I'd never use another crew. Same team twice. I never use the same team twice. But you're always my driver. You're always my driver, baby. And then he does this, but it's just not, it's just not real when he says, like, oh, she's beautiful, isn't she? Keep it that way. Yeah, let's keep it that way, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't. How long have they been working together, though? I wonder if he just kind of grew. They've been working together. Some kind of camaraderie, like uh, something with him. You know what I mean? 
Okay, yeah, so, like so, yeah. Okay, so they've been working for a while, but how long has Baby known Deborah? Not long. I Let's mean, talk about that later. A few weeks. Yeah, she's right. That was it. Felt yeah, weird. Guess. It was like they're just running. I'm gonna but... say that's a few days. Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe days. Yeah, I want to. I want to say it's a few say how days. How far apart of the heights? But let's but... let's let, let's talk about it. So, Bunny and Clyde, young love. Fucking Anzol casually jumps. Baby j- casually jumps over their car. <laughs> and 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 then they they take the other car. Uh, the, one of my favorite scenes is that um, Baby is a better driver in reverse than <laughs> Buddy is regular. Baby's a oh, better yeah. driver in reverse than Buddy. Like he's driving in reverse, man, and doing all this kind of crazy shit. Buddy's driving regular. Yeah. But Baby's a badass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, reason yeah. drives. Yeah, so after that scene, they head down in the elevator, and we have three guys that um, I guess were working or tied to the arms dealers that you know they shot up in the previous scenes. And uh, so, is this where like the hand twitch guy comes? Yeah, okay. hand twitch guys right there. Center, oh, center screen. yeah, that's the, that's oh. the same dude that his hand was twitching. That's him. Okay, yeah, that's him. Yeah. So yeah, that's where so, he comes back to play. Yeah, and so Doc nice. says, go, I'll take care of these guys. And he fucking does. He blasts all three of them, gets shot a couple times, and then, oh, yeah. uh, and then, oh shit, the cops. And it's like, oh, that's not the cops. Gets run over twice. That was, yeah, that was brutal. Gosh, what a way to go out. It's like he might that's live, and he just reverses over. And <laughs> it's like, holy shit. I did He's not gone. expect him to go out right there. All right, at least like that. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. The cops was weird. I was like, how did the cops even know? And then all of a sudden it was Buddy, and I was like, oh, makes sense. Yeah. They had a really cool like car chase scene around the parking garage, you know, which was awesome. And, and uh, you know, Buddy and Baby fight it out for a while. Basically, uh, Baby is kind of at the point where you know you're like oh he's gonna lose and buddy shoots you know two gunshots next to his ears oh, that he was to, so he wants, yeah he wants to take away what he loves most so oh, he does crazy, takes away his dude. hearing and then he goes to deborah you know like where it's like okay that's what you love most too she comes out with a crowbar <laughs> and uh yeah fucking half-life on him yeah whales on him and then baby um I think he shoots Buddy like in the kneecap, and then uh, Buddy falls off the parking garage, and then explodes as you do in an action film. <laughs> yeah, well, though he, well, because well, he pushes the car off, maybe yeah, it's out somehow. That was before, but yeah, there's still a lot of shit that goes on. Yeah, it's, it's a long, good. it's a long scene, but that's you know that's kind of the highlights of what happened. I think. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to wrap on that one? I was like. Uh, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, he's burning. He's dead. And what, what I wanna, <laughs> what, what, a, yeah, what I want to, we were, we were just talking about this. It's just like, okay, homegirl is just down to fucking kill. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> after like, a few days. Like, yeah. Like couple of days, couple of weeks, like like just this Yeah. Is, this is this is one of the things that is just I don't know. She's down Just for it. She wanted to get out. You could. There's all kinds of scenes like with her boss seemed like some kind of abusive. Yeah. Asshole. Okay. But was, hey. And there, there hey, was some lines hey. like she said that first, right? Like I just want to like drive in the in the sunset. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Exactly. But I think state, listen, in a car I can't afford listening to music. Yeah, alone. but okay, me and you, you, hey, hey, Taryn, you want to drive in the sunset? <laughs> You want to kill some people? Well, no, it's like, what? It doesn't you, make any yeah. sense. Does you not make any sense. You don't see it's, her to be. She's accepted this life. She's going all in. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that brings me. Okay. So can, so, can, so can we bring it back? And is 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 that just like? Okay, I, I don't want to. I I, I want to keep talking about the movie, and then I want to. I want to tell you my theory about why she is so down for that down okay. down 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 yeah which, uh, it, down it, for why why she why she chose chooses to be just down for killing or whatever and down for baby um but like let's talk let's talk about it like us us i i don't know do, do you guys like to watch movies realistically do you guys like uh, to watch depends. it? Yeah. Is, it, is like this, this a realistic movie for you? I don't no. think so. No. no. It's not. No. It's no. too Edgar Wright. That's why I, I just... Don't have to shit yeah. yeah, exactly. So you but it's on the border. It's always like real life injected into just this chaotic environment. So, that would like never be real for most people. So when... The unrealism happens like a woman who is down to just fucking kill and half life to some motherfuckers with some crowbars. I mean, does that was take that her away? intention to kill him? I feel like she was just trying to get him off. She may have also been fighting for her life too, because yeah, because she he was threatening to kill her before as well. But I think it's like we... self defense, but she gets more violent than anybody thought she would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, she has a crooked past. Maybe that's part of James's theory. But but can but can is it oh is it <laughs> can, can can we say that baby is a killer? No. 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 Yeah, he intentionally shoots him in the knee. Right. And almost ruins everything to save like some random ass people. Yeah. Them. Okay. And like to get to touch on James's point a little more. The next scene when you know they're they're kind of driving off into the sunset and they get stopped by a police barricade. You see that Deborah's like, "We're fucking fighting right now." Like she's ready to go, and Baby's like, "No, I need to turn myself she in. Better. I need to serve my time for what I've done." But why is she so fucking crazy like that? Why does she want to kill God? Yeah, she's ready. Does she want to kill she's some God? Why? <laughs> why? We don't. But I don't know. Why? I guess it's just some inferred backstory that we I don't, don't have. I guess I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. They've, just known, moves the they've known along. each other. Yeah, my they've known each other for like pretty far. Maybe a month. I just want to say a month for like time's sake. I don't know. It's like I totally get what you're saying, but. 
I just think the movie wasn't long enough to like explain any of yeah, that. It's not a TV. No, yeah. So we're we're gonna we're we I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So All after right, let's finish out the movie, then yeah. Let's, there's only a couple more scenes. Things. So, um, baby and Deborah they get stopped by the police barricade. Mm-hmm. Baby goes willingly, and in the court trials, there's a lot to unwrap there. Um, but he's he's sentenced for 25 years with the potential of parole in five years. And everyone has a great testimony to tell about him. All of the characters that we we met earlier. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, so um, you know, you see Baby in prison. He gets some postcards from Deborah. He had to have at least been in there for five years, right? So she waited him, and, and again, to to your point, James, she knew him for maybe a month at at best, and then she's Why like, "Yeah, I'll wait you five. Waited five years. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck you waited five years? Why? True love, homie. True love. Yeah. Baby. He is. Uh, please, my hands. He's God, released yeah. from prison. God damn it. Okay, and, so uh, yeah, go is that real? Did you guys think that happened? Or was that like a dream sequence? No, it was 100. Okay, so. had that dream sequence, sequence earlier in the movie. So here's was why that just that scene? We're going to talk about that soon. Here's well, why it's real. Soon. Let's go, let's go. soon. Yeah, so here's why it's real. So he walks out of prison, and at first, it's black and white. And the black and white, it's like that sepia tone where, you know, like, oh, this is dream sequence, because this is a dream or a, a, like a flashback that he kind of like fantasy that he had earlier about mm-hmm. being with her in like an old car. And then it switches to color. And so then that's where you're like his dream literally transitioned from being a fantasy to being reality. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's what I took from that. Yeah. It was supposed to be dreamlike, but it was, it turned real. Mm-hmm. It got real. Yeah. I guess I spaced the uh, colorization yeah. of the scene. So that's the movie. We went over, you know, pretty much every scene. Um, yeah. So, is there any overall things? I feel like there's a like few little things I wanted to point out. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to hear what James has to say about his whole theory about Deborah being some crazy hardened criminal. Let's hear it. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even that. <laughs> it's not even that. Uh, let's 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 have Taryn go first. There's there's really nothing. Yeah, I might have I might have played too much on that. I think mm-hmm. I think it's more of uh, it actually has nothing to do with Deborah. This 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 movie's about baby. Yeah. There's there's not a single thing that has to do with Deborah. So let's okay let's let's get some final thoughts. Um, let's rate the movie from one to one to ten. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I I mean I just absolutely loved this movie. I think the sound, the editing, it's just everything worked so perfectly. The writing, how everything was an in, intentional. Um, I mean there was a couple like little continuity things that I honestly probably could get over, but I'm gonna rate this movie a nine point five out of ten. Nice for grading. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. I think maybe one thing you know the continuity things. Maybe some of the characters were a little bit too linear. They didn't, you know, like, no, even how much I love Bats and Darling and Buddy, like, you knew who their, their characters were and they, you know, they followed that path, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved the movie. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I agree. I When I realized that the movie was, like, so sound-based and shit, I, it was, like, absolutely mind-blowing. I thought it was, like, 
a damn shame that it took me this long to see, given that it came out like two two years ago. Yeah. But it was incredible. Um, I want to give it like a solid like nine out of ten, like but maybe a ten. You know, I think you're right in that there's totally story like cookie cutter storytelling. It's kind of like a love story. There's a lot of shit that just you know helps move the plot. But it's done in like a way that's so damn cool. And like I've never seen something like this, like with the sound and the timing. And it was really cool. Maybe there's shit out there. I'd love to know. But this was the first time I've experienced it. And it was amazing. James? Yeah, so. Uh... <laughs> um, overall, this is this movie's fucking it's fucking great. Face value, the movie is just action-packed. It's pumping. It gets your blood boiling right from the fucking first seven minutes. Yeah. It's just popping. The 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 chase car scenes are just insane. They're just insane, but I just I cannot get past. I can't get past Deborah's character. I can't get okay. past. I can't get past um, Doc's character. I just. I just feel like towards the end of the movie, both of them really fall apart. Um, I really like that um, baby when he takes off his his headphones. The weight of his actions are really felt they're really felt do you remember the in the scene when i think his his earphones break and then he's going he's still in the car from the old lady and everything yeah and it, it, his his actions are really weighted they're heavy and you can hear that as a listener or as a watcher like there's there's that high frequency tone for the watcher too yeah. when his headphones are off Oh, every it's, time it doesn't have music playing, it has a. It's crazy. Yeah. It's super heavy. It's super heavy. But I just can't get over the fact that Deborah is not. I I, I and I hate to say this. I don't like because because like whatever realism and 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 fantasy. They have their place. I don't know. I just. Just Deborah just doesn't do it for me. Okay. She just doesn't do it for me. And the way and the way that all of a sudden this hard hardened uh criminal boss in um Doc just all of a sudden softens. I mean he says, Oh, I was in love once. I mean Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I just it's just it's just not enough for me, and I want to. I want to say that uh, Baby Driver is an eight out of ten. Okay. I really, I really like this movie. I really did. <laughs> eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I really like this movie, and I really loved Baby and his acting. <laughs> I really did. Even though I hated on it a lot, <laughs> he ended up being like really awesome for me. And there's a few more things that I want to talk about after you guys are done rating it, if I can. Sure. Taryn? 
Yeah, so I feel like as you're talking about it, I definitely agree with James that Deborah and Doc's characters are wrapped up a little too neatly in like a I don't know, it just felt weird the way the end just kind of wrapped up real quick, kind of. Yeah. But man, the first the opening sequence is probably like the cool one of the coolest scenes like ever. <laughs> like I love it so, so much. Cool. So and fucking just watched cool. That scene so over good. And over. So good. Just so good. It. Yeah. So I'm gonna say eight point five. I probably will never give a ten because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like five, I feel like five is average and ten is perfect to me. So I'm probably never gonna give a ten personally. So I don't know. I feel like an eight point five sounds bad, but like that's like super good. Like I fucking love this whole. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, when they're not in cars, it slowed down a little bit. But when they're in the cars, it's obviously a fucking treat to watch. I was like, I love this movie, and I loved Ansel. I loved the way he acted. I really did, and I yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I was like, I was like, don't get me wrong, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's good. It's a good movie. It's really good. What the hell? <laughs> That's on my fucking street. Oh my That's god. Baby driver right there. Oh Put that in the intro now. <laughs> I know, right? Ooh. Holy shit. <laughs>